Amazing. So today we have Anne with us on the Becoming Cosmic EU podcast. So Anne, explain to our readers and our listeners who you are and where you come from. Yeah, well, thanks, Lou. Thanks so much for having me. It's really joyful to be here with you and your audience. So I uh, I grew up in Melbourne in Australia um, and I had a single mom. Uh, I was on my own a lot as a kid and I found great sanctuary in connecting with nature as a young child. And that stayed with me throughout my life. But in that um, beautiful embrace of nature, I also just felt the livingness and the presence of more. And it always stayed with me. And I always, it just, I just knew there was more. And so from early on in my teenage years, I was really searching for what that more was, what that extra element of the beautiful nature and energy that I had felt was. And so I studied a lot of different esoteric traditions throughout my teens and then in my 20s. Um, In the meantime, I got a science degree and I I worked at Melbourne Zoo and I worked in a a gym and I did all sorts of curious things just to, uh, you know, you do the usual make ends meet. Um, And uh, then I met a wonderful spiritual teacher who taught a very practical, heart-centred, ageless wisdom that was focused on earth healing and personal development. And I really felt a great resonance with that. And I began doing a lot of work there in learning and training and developing my abilities and in doing earth healing work and in teaching and running retreats. And I I was in that organisation for uh, 20 years um, before my teacher passed, um, sadly. Uh, And but she's still with me on the inner. And for me, it's been uh, both a journey of discovering my own sense of self, but also about discovering my sense of relationship and responsibility in this world. Because I see a lot of spirituality is in in this time has a certain self-focus, which is good because we have to develop self. But we're here as part of a beautiful planet, as part of a beautiful system. And so I really un- had a, a focus on that, I suppose, in my journey and have been always looking to gain more insight and understanding about that feeling I initially had as a child of that beautiful living presence of the earth herself. Um, Yeah, so that was sort of the start of my journey um, and moving through some of those years and decades and um, teaching in many places and uh, helping people to find that connection to their beautiful heart and soul and spirit and and also as your beautiful uh, uh, title depicts, the cosmic connection because there is a beautiful light and love that flows to this earth and it's very nourishing but we don't often open up to it enough or believe it or trust it or allow it to really um, become present in our in our day-to-day and that's what I've always been very focused on is how do we build that strength of alignment and connection uh with that wonderful greater sphere of living light while also being here on earth because it's such a privilege to be incarnated here 
Mm. It can be hellishly difficult. <laughs> I mean, everybody who walks the spiritual path has had difficulties, right? I mean, that's how we get often get the nudge to say, come on, you know, have a go, do something a little different, reflect a little differently. Um, and it can be really challenging, but it's also incredibly beautiful and such an amazing privilege to be able to be here and have the opportunity to bring that incredibly loving light of, of spirit from cosmos, from soul, from heart into what we do here on earth to help create positive change. We really badly need change, positive change. We need more light. We need more um, illuminated thought and feeling and choice uh, here on earth um, for, for all our sakes, for the planet, for all the creatures, for nature, for everything. So I, I really feel strongly for that and, and all my life has really sort of pulled all of those threads together in many ways um, to bring me to a place where I feel a strong connection but more consciously so with this beautiful world and with what we can do here um, when we open our hearts to that loving light that comes from whatever source you tap into uh, and let it manifest here, let it guide us to be present here in this world. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love that. I talk about the heart connection a lot because I think there's a lot of, um, I think there's still quite a lot of work to be done in the 3D collective in that I think a lot of people struggle to use their heart because of the, the wounding that they've been through yeah. and yeah. Uh, the trust that goes with leading yourself, right? That That's, mm. a, that's a whole mm. chapter in, in the story as well. Um, what, do you, what do you see in your work as like the major um, factors that are stopping people from being able to connect in the way that you have? I think um, there's probably a couple of factors. I think it's one, as you say, a lot of people carry a lot of wounds. Um, there's a lot of collective pain in humanity and in the earth. Um, we have a lot of collective karma from terrible wars that we've had on this earth. And they create a lot of grief and pain and distress. And, and that in times of distress, we look for comfort. We don't look for the challenge of opening and, and um, awakening, you know, which can be challenging because it's different. So we look for things that are familiar and comforting and we don't turn to that deeper inner light that perhaps we're not so familiar with. Um, I also think that in our, our cultures, so many of our cultures around the world, we've lost contact with the earth. We've lost that contact with this planet being a beautiful living being that we're connected to and that we have gifts to share with. You know, we're, we're not just here to take stuff from the earth and build stuff with it and make our houses with it and give nothing back. We're not here to just take food and give nothing back. We're here as part of living system. Um, and I studied permaculture as well, and I know that's so intensely focused on understanding that everything is part of a system. Everything has a role. Everything gives and takes, and it goes in a complete circle, and that's life. That's the sustainable life. And we, humanity, are not living sustainably in this world, and I think we've in so many ways been drawn into the forces that pull us into incarnation, which is a materialism. 
they're useful, they're valuable, they draw us into this physical life. Without it, we'd waft off and float away into the land of soul and spirit and, and live in that beautiful light. See, we need something that draws us down into this beautiful world, as well as the, the spark of spirit and the force that, that, that um, incarnates you know, to create our life. But we also have this pull, like a pull of gravity, but it's like a pull of love from the earth. She wants us here, but she wants us here in consciousness. But the pull to bring us here is very material. And I think our cultures and our the, the focus on the economic model of life, you know, where everything's about how much you can make more out of things and get more, take more, do more, it, it traps us into that um, wheel of thinking that's very sort of, Focused on a on a an isolated approach um, to life, not a not a model that brings us into communication with that bigger picture of being a valued part of the Earth's living system, where we have a valuable contribution to make, but also incredibly beautiful, loving light to receive. Um, we're not familiar with it. We're not taught about it. We're not encouraged to explore it. Uh, and it's it's easy in this world to get trapped in the either the the pain and challenges that cause compromise or those material lures that can pull us in to too much of a um, uh, a narrow focus on those material things. So I, I think that they cause a lot of distraction for people. And uh, unfortunately, it's often those times when we're challenged and uh, and get. Um, uh, the little nudge or the big nudge through inner or outer circumstances that we we start to think, hang on, something else needs to happen here. Mm. Yeah, a mm. lot of um, the topics that I've been speaking to people about recently is all around surrender and just allowing mm. yourself to be guided. You know, I think a lot mm. of the resistance here in 3D is that people always do things what they think are expected of them or they do it to compare with their neighbor without even thinking, you know, is this it for me? Is this an alignment for me? And I think that's what trips people up a lot. I think there's always yeah, this yeah. scarcity, isn't there? And when you lead from your heart, you, you don't have scarcity because you know that you're always loved and guided. And, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've just been told by my team that, you know, even in death and rebirth, we have this beautiful ecosystem where, our bodies, mm -hmm. if if our bodies go to the earth, my my other half is a funeral director, so she deals yeah. with people who have gone to the afterlife, or mm -hmm. or however you view it, you know, she deals with the physical bodies, and mm -hmm. so you know, even in this death process, we have this responsibility to heal our bodies, because mm -hmm. otherwise we're putting our bodies into an earth, and we're not healing ourselves, and and so we're mm -hmm. creating this again more pain and more trauma going into um the earth you know and, and yeah. um you know we're really being called up I feel in this year especially to to do I mean a lot of us have been doing the heavy lifting for a long long time right I mean I get blamed for being a spiritual bypasser and I'm like mm. no 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 I've been doing this work consciously for over a decade mm. now that is not yeah. bypassing I just get to enjoy the good stuff now because I've done the work thank you yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. funny how um People try and label you as well in, in the spiritual world. And it's like, yeah. no, I don't I don't ever label myself. I just 
I'm a multi-dimensional infinite being and so are you you know I'm not a guru you're the same <laughs> just you don't realize it and you haven't woken up to the fact yet and you're not you're not being consistent I see a lot of humans I don't know if you, you Anne but just not being consistent with anything mm, mm, mm. well I think that's also part of what's happening we're, we're in such an enormous shift at this time uh, I mean, not like this moment, but like this decade, this century. I mean, however long you want to see it. But, I mean, our Earth is changing. Our planetary consciousness is changing. Like, we've got to keep up um, because the Earth herself, she's a living being. She's evolving. She's drawing in more heart light. That's the information I've been given. And it makes sense to me. And also what we have in our human society is so much... Um, fragmentation of of those structures that have held our beliefs in the past that have held us in some kind of system where we could have a place for a god or a spiritual being or a spiritual teacher um, and our society some some spiritual traditions would also include the earth not many unfortunately some did but they're fragmenting now because a lot of them haven't kept up with the change of consciousness in our world, with the change of how the earth is absorbing light. And the fact that she's absorbing light in a different way means that we need to absorb it in a different way. And those systems that have held a certain amount of light in the past don't always hold it anymore. Some do because there's individuals with light who hold it. But a lot of these so, sort of religious or spiritual institutions and paths and practices from centuries and, and millennia past, a lot of them don't um, have a sustained light to nourish us in going forward. And for people who don't have that inherent sense inside, it's quite difficult because you're left without a sense of, well, now what, you know? I used to believe this or I had this in my sort of personal sphere um, and now I, I don't know what to believe. And I think one of the other things that's really tricky, it almost goes the other way, I think that a lot of people find now that it's so easy because there's a lot of conscious change, people find it easy to open up to um, elements of of the inner worlds, but not all of them are light. <laughs> and I yeah. think that's one thing that a lot of people don't realise. I yeah. hear so many people say, oh, I picked this up intuitively and I saw this and it must be true. It's like, no, it may not be. It's like you have to actually <laughs> really learn because there's as, as many um, naughty, tricky, mischievous people as there are in the physical world there are on the inner world and they will have a have a lot of fun with you if you just open slather open the door and say i'll believe anything that comes from that sort of realm mm -hmm. um and that that's i guess i've been recently working with a a way of developing more clarity around our consciousness and our intuition and i found if i might share with you i found i have these five steps five key um principles if you like for guiding the awakening of consciousness and intuition. May, may I share that with you, Lou? Yeah, I'd love to hear. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So it fits with the words love all. So the L is for listen because that's one thing we don't do very well as human beings. You know, we often don't even hear each other physically, let alone from the inner. But it's also about listening with that understanding that we need to discern. 
Just like when we listen to people spout rubbish in, you know, in the street or on the TV or whatever, you know, you sort of say, no, that doesn't ring true. We need to be careful how we listen, but we do need to find a way in us, in our um, personal selves where we can bring that silence in our being, whether it's through a meditation or just our own daily practice of mindfulness, whatever path you choose to listen. Then the O of love, the O is to be open because if we listen and really want to understand that intuitive nudge from spirit, from the light, we have to be open to the direction it might take us. As you would for sure know, sometimes you go, whoa, that is quite an interesting thought, quite an interesting change, quite an interesting reflection. And consciousness happens at the edges of our awareness. We're aware of lots of stuff, but to be really conscious, we have to go to the edge of what we're aware of and and bring ourselves there in openness so that we can be ready and willing to explore further, to stretch ourselves further. Then the V in love is for validate. And again, that comes back to the fact that we need to bring those intuitive perceptions, those little nudges from our consciousness. I say to bring them into our heart, but you can take it to wherever you find your sense of of truth. But to bring those things into your heart and to really sit with them and say, okay, does it feel true? Is it kind? Does it really feel necessary? And is it the right time? They're some of the, the key things you can ask, but also just to have a sense, is this really resonating with with the right Thing for me now mm. then the e in love is for being earthed for bringing the earth into this picture because if we want to be in this conscious relationship with the earth which is our spiritual journey here in this world we need to remember that and to just ground ourselves feel the earth really connect and allow what we've picked up to resonate not only through us but see how it resonates into the earth does it um, does it flow? Does it have light that moves into the, the world that we live in? And that is another way of validating, but it's also a way of making it alive in our earthly perspective. Then the all is for allow. We have to allow ourselves time and space to absorb what we pick up, what we understand, what we're seeing, what we're sensing allow ourselves to take the journey because becoming conscious, opening up to our intuition is not an instant thing. Sure, you can get a lot of instant intuitive understanding, but to really take a conscious journey, we have to allow ourselves to take the journey and to find the time and the space and the practices that nourish us to really allow ourselves to be filled with that light and find that sense of truth in our um in our hearts yeah so they they're the things that i find uh a good way of anchoring in this world where there's often a lot of stuff swimming around inner and outer and, you know it can be overstimulating and i think it's important to find a way of drawing in our sense of self and um anchoring it into some truth and reality as a spiritual reality yeah Mm, I love those Anne I love those I really love those and it's so important to 
understand my team just want to add something that this journey is your own unique mm. journey and you're never yeah. gonna find an answer from somebody else doing it their way entirely you have to actually live it mm-hmm. and breathe yeah. it and I think one of the things you mentioned previously is that the kind of like the systems and and the, the services and and the the ways of being that we used to use are, are crumbling down or breaking away and I've seen that a lot you know a lot of yeah. um healers we've worked with healers and and service providers but I'm seeing a lot of really advanced healers relying on things like healing modalities to heal other people but in Mm. in our experience of using those and this isn't to discredit anyone is that they will only take you so far you've really almost got to create your own modality Mm. and we're seeing Mm. that a lot with the people that are coming through sharing their stories on the podcast that almost every single person that we spoke to is creating their own healing modality based mm. on their own experience. And I I, mm. I see that it's so amazing because in years to come, we won't have people like spiritual healers because everybody will just be healing themselves. And I think that's yeah. so beautiful that we're at the, the very beginning of that happening. But, you know, I see it already. I've got children. I've got a six-year-old and an eight-year-old and my my mm. six-year-old especially, she's very connected to the fae and the fairies and the world. And she mm. is very, very sure on herself. You know, she will stand her ground. She's got boundaries. She will say no if she means no. She will go mm. up to strangers and tell them exactly what she thinks. And I just think, like, these mm. new beings and these new ways of being are just mm. are just so beautifully aligned to what we're creating with the earth right now. And so for mm. me, I... I'm like you said before I'm just I'm so excited to be here it hasn't always been this way (laughs) I'll be honest with that (laughs) but yeah I am so excited but then I usually I'm excited about everything to be honest I I get excited about the little things you know that people wouldn't even consider were things to be excited about but especially Mm. now how humanity is shifting it's just incredible. I didn't I didn't re- I didn't think that it would happen in my lifetime here, if I'm honest. But I just the amounts of shifts that I'm witnessing myself is just incredible. Mm. Uh, totally. And I I mean I've been doing a lot of writing for the last uh, 20 25 years. Um and uh, I literally started by getting woken up at four in the morning with a sentence. And it's like I, I drag myself out of bed and I go and write for two or three hours. And I've been writing on and off um, for all those years. And I've just recently published my book, if I might show it. Yeah, if that's all right. Yeah, so um, my book, Updating Planetary Consciousness. So it's all about that whole relationship and that whole shift that we're in um, because it is profound what's happening. And as you say, you look at the world and you think, gosh, is anything really changing? But then you just bump into people or see things happening and you think, wow, it is changing so fast mm-hmm. and so many people are waking up. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've developed a whole lot of practices and meditations to help people centre in the heart to then find out what they do. Because as you exactly say, we are, what, 7, 8 billion people on this planet. We all have a unique part to play in the loving light of this earth. We all have a, like a big jigsaw puzzle. 
We can't be somebody else's jigsaw puzzle piece. <laughs> we have to be our piece. We have to find the colour, the light, the shape, the presence, the the um, energy that we hold in that beautiful picture of what light is to be on this earth. But we can learn from each other and bounce off what each other has. So that's why I've, I've got a whole lot of um, practices to help people get to their heart and then say, go for it. Find your way to go from there to find your light, to open up to that grace um, and and experience that um, that journey. And it's difficult because we're used to being guided, taught, constrained, given a perspective that belongs to other people as well. So it can be challenging, but there's so many courageous people like you and the people you work with and, and people I know too who are just courageous. And it's easier and easier to be courageous when, when we open up to that light and realise that, you know, there's so much good stuff happening in this world and we really need to help create that change. Mm. It's funny you said courageous. I don't I don't always see it as courageous. I just see it as showing up as, as myself. Um, yeah. And I guess for a lot of people that would be courageous because a lot of people wear a lot of masks and identities. But once you get to the stage where you just show up as yourself in every single situation and relationship, it's like mm. the most effortless thing ever. Mm, 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 mm. It just is. Yeah. It's just easy. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about getting into alignment with that light that's inside you because it's compelling and it just radiates from you and it just guides you and enables you to both be radiant and also protected. And that's a very important thing these days um, to, to bring that light and, and to be able to radiate that light in in this world yeah mm -hmm. it's a wonderful thing so yeah I mean that and that's very much what my work is too it's about learning how to listen to the call of the heart and that's the the that's the name that I, I work under and my website is call of the heart and it's um it is all about that you know whatever you see as being your heart whatever you see as being that center that source of light I mean, our heart is our source of, of livingness, both physically but also spiritually, because our soul, our spirit, brings that spark down into this physical matter in our heart and gathers who we are in our physical and emotional and mental selves around that spark. And when we tap into what that spark is, we're tapping into why we're here. We're tapping into the light we have to bring here. So it's a beautiful thing. Mm, it is so beautiful mm. my team just want to go back to a point you made about um people who are being open you know I speak about this quite a lot but I'd love to hear mm. go a bit deeper with you on this people who just pick up messages you know people who mm -hmm. use cat cards and tarot cards and angel cards and they just buy stuff and then they start dabbling they start downloading yep. messages and, and they just assume that everything is from the light. They don't yeah. assume because, you know, the these beings can make it feel like it's from the light, right? Just because you're downloading from a, a demonic mm. or a lower Dantian energy doesn't mean to say that it's going to feel bad, <laughs> actually. Mm -hmm. They're really, mm -hmm. really good at giving you money, power, fame. Uh, making yep. you feel sexy, alive. Actually, yep. they're better at those things than actually a lot of light beings, <laughs> I would say. I, I would agree totally, and I think that's the trap because they can make themselves look 
beautiful, radiant, appealing, they can sound brilliant, and yet they're not, you know. And and it's really, I mean, I think the one way I always learned to be discerning is if you if you're clairvoyant, which I which I am, you look in the eyes. Because you can always, it doesn't matter who they are and how much they try and mask themselves with fake light, it's always shows in the in the eyes. But if you um if you're not clairvoyant, and a lot of people aren't, and that comes with its own um uh mixed blessings, you have to take it somewhere and validate it. You have to find your place of light, of love, and hold those messages in there and make sure they hold that energy, independent of being told by any other being. Because, yeah, I, I know and I agree totally, there's a lot of joking spirits, nasty spirits, downright nasty evil beings who, who will have a go, you know. I mean, they're as interested in getting through in this world as other beings of life, sadly. And they will uh, they will try and make, make mischief. So... Yeah, so that's I have a, a little heart practice that I teach people about getting into the heart because that's a place where just like how our heart pumps blood, you know, it circulates in and out and around our heart. In the heart, it's either a flow or a no flow. It's really simple. And when you can find a practice, uh, uh, the practice I teach takes you into your heart so that you can learn what that flow feels like and you can hold things into that line and say, okay, is this picking up on that flow of living light that's coming through me or is it not? Because if it isn't, okay, just let it go, see what happens. If it's really a message you need to pay attention to, it'll come back in another way. And then you can do it again and learn to see and resonate with the light that comes with the message if it's there and discard those things that do not. But, yeah, there's a lot of people in the world caught and trapped by a lot of rubbish simply it's simply a lot of rubbish man yeah. mm. and, and my team even want to say like even with really really super successful people as well I think oh I went purple then interesting um a lot of super successful people they will wear this mm. badge of success and people will just assume that everything they say is is true and from the light yeah. but actually yeah. I, I feel like you have to discern every single little decision that you make right and everything that someone tells to you because I think what happens a lot in the coaching industry especially is um people put other people on pedestals yeah. or they put themselves on a pedestal and they and and people assume that everything that comes out of their mouth that is channeled is is for them and it is correct and mm. it's true but mm. you know mm. I, I always say to my clients you do not put me on a pedestal like I'm not your guru mm. I'm just here as a mm. side mirror to tell you what's mm. coming through from source but and yet you should always discern because if you don't resonate there'd be a reason or you're just not ready to receive it right now and that's fine just hold it lightly Absolutely. right because yeah. you may not be ready Absolutely. you might have jumped on a different timeline for example and you're not you're not quite ready for that yet and that's that's fine yeah. you know yeah absolutely and sometimes messages that come you know, they, they they resonate away inside for they can percolate inside for months, weeks, years before suddenly they start to really hold the truth that you need for a time in your life. So, you know, it's it's very much like that with what comes from the inner levels, I find. Um 
because it is when you really tap into that truth, it will always be there, but you have to just take your own journey to find out when it resonates. Mm -hmm. And it is, as you say, it is so important that we take our journey because we can't take anybody else's journey. And I totally agree with you about putting people on a pedestal. I mean, some people are wonderful and beautiful people and I, I, I'm I happy to give them love and light for what they do. But I will always take something that people say into my own heart and look for what the truth is for me because I'm the one who has to make the choices for me. Um, and I think that's a really important, important message for sure. Yeah, I agree. And there was another point that my team wanted to tap into. Oh, yeah, fear. Um, mm. Around this idea that, you know, if you do get this intuitive hit and you keep getting these messages both into your heart, from your team, from nature, and everything's telling you to just do it, you mm. really got to mm. keep a check on that fear, that that part of your brain that wants to keep everything the same for you and, mm. and mm. really almost switch off that fear signal right because none of us are immune from fear it's just our mind trying to keep everything the same and I think Mm. people think that if I'm scared about this then it's probably not the right decision but but sometimes that the fear can be a really really good indicator that it absolutely is the right decision right (laughs) absolutely yeah for sure (laughs) you know one of the ways that I help people discern about that is to understand that our emotions are a flowing energy. They, they can move, but our mind works in the way of analysing things and down breaking things down until you've got a possible choice between one and two. It's like mm-hmm. that's what our mind does. It wants to break everything down into a simple choice between this or that. It doesn't like a multifaceted um, spectrum of things to choose from, and that causes stress. So it's really important to recognise that this is our mind is a tool for analysis. It's not a tool for spiritual growth. Mm. It's a tool for discernment about the things that our mind can work with, but our mind can't be the guide on our spiritual path. It can help bring some some aspects of of um, perspective, and it can help bring um, uh realities in you know in our situations because sometimes we have to take into consideration other people um, other circumstances you know situations we're in and our mind can be a guide for all of those factors because our mind is focused on our physical world that's its role is to help us live in this physical world it's not equipped to handle the multifaceted multi-dimensional world of soul spirit and that inner life and of course it gets freaked out and that's where even though fear is of course emotional it's often our mind that is saying well can't cope too many factors too many things can't narrow it down don't know how to analyze this and then the emotions get involved and and go oh okay you know we're not certain here if we're not certain we can't do it and but it's like who's certain i mean if you're certain in your heart you don't need your mind to be certain you just say okay mind come along with the journey this is what we're doing uh, it, it's it's interesting. Um, it, it's a game in a way. You have to play with yourself and learn how to work with these different parts because we've spent so many lives on this earth developing mind and developing emotions. They're strong. They're strong in how they work in us and in our role and life on earth. 
but we need to allow them to do their role but not to take over our spiritual journey <laughs> because mm. they're not equipped. They, they can give us in, input, insight, context, but they shouldn't be the decision makers. We need to find that from, from that deeper inner place. Mm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I usually just say if I could cut my my head off and still live, I'd probably do that. But I really like my hair. <laughs> but yeah, it's so true. Um, so where can people find you, Anne, if they really want to learn more about your work and, and your book and what you do here in the world? Yeah, thanks, Lou. So best place is on my website, which is calloftheheart.net. And there, there is all the information about the book and where you can get it, um, ebook and, and paperback, and also all my meditations. There's eight meditations which are free to download to tune into the heart, um, and also healing different healing meditations and cleansing meditations to help clear and energize and activate your body. So yeah, calloftheheart.net is uh, is the best place, and also. Everything I write, um, and I've got hundreds of, of things that I've written over the last few years, they're all on the website. So they're, they're all there. So if you're interested in topics of consciousness and soul and the human journey and love and the cosmic mother and cosmos and Sirius, all these beautiful things that give nourishing light to our planet and, and our beautiful earth, um, yeah, my website has got all that information and uh, searchable and, uh, yeah, I hope it uplifts and nourishes people because that's, that's my service to the world. Mm. That's so beautiful. Thanks, Anne. What we'll do is we will tag um, any links that you've given us in the, the bio anyway so people can easily find you. Um, and I want to thank you for your service here. You know, connecting to the heart is really, really profound and it's really something that the new earth is really calling for on so many levels. Mm -hmm. So I hope that people who are watching this really take note of these topics that are coming up time and time again it's about leading yourself it's about uh, using your heart space it's about finding your own journey um and it's so beautiful we're so blessed to be here right and to do this work so blessed so blessed <laughs> and, and and thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your show Lou. i really appreciate it and uh, being able to speak to you and your listeners because it's wonderful to know that we've got these points of light all around the world, you know, and we can, we know we can connect and be part of that community on the inner worlds and just help bring more light into this, into this needy part of, of our uh, time on earth. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Anne. I'm going to uh, stop the recording, but I'm going to thank our, lead, our, uh, our listeners, our readers and our watchers for your time and your energy and your patience with um, following yeah. us on this journey. And, I'm going to stop the recording and then we'll have a little chat. No worries. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Anne. Take care. Yeah, thank you.